once again, we are excited to be here. Thank you again. God is truly worthy of all the honor and all the praise. I'm going to stay right there. Our scripture text today comes from the Gospel of Matthew, the Gospel of Matthew, the 16th chapter, the Gospel of Matthew, 16th chapter, starting at the 13th verse, the Gospel of Matthew, the 16th chapter, starting at the 13th verse. I'll be reading the King James Version. Again, the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 16 starting at the 13th verse. Some of your Bibles may have a title there that says the Confession. Amen. It simply reads, When Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And they said, Some say thou art John the Baptist, some Elias, and others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. He said unto them, But whom say ye that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say also unto thee, that thou art Peter, and upon this rock, will I build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatsoever thou find on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. The word of God is already blessed. Let's pray, Father God, we welcome you into this place. Lord, we thank you for your goodness and your mercy. Lord God, we ask that if there's anything that is not like you in this place, that you would remove it, God. Let nothing hinder our worship on today. And let our praise and our worship be a peace-filling favor unto you. We pray now in the mighty name of Jesus. Every heart say amen. 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 Come on, y'all. Lord, you're worthy. Come on. Lord, you're worthy of the glory.
and I work in the name of Jesus. I work in the name of Jesus. There's power in the name of Jesus. No other name I know. I work in the name of Jesus. I work in the name of Latanya King, 
uh, to find out where you can be used on next Saturday. Uh, so we're looking forward to that. Again, it is the donor breakfast. Let me be clear about that. So we're looking for donors. It's the donor's breakfast. To be real specific about that. Amen. Also, also coming up on December the 3rd, December the 3rd, uh, the pastor has made a little bit of the announcement. I'm going to go ahead and do that. It is the benefit for the birthplace. Y'all can clap right there. The benefit for the birthplace gospel music concert that's coming up on the first Saturday in December at 5 p.m. I am looking to, we are looking to have about 800 people in this place. Huh? It ain't going to happen by osmosis. We're looking to have about 800 people in this place, which means you're going to have to do your part and help sell some of these tickets. Let me just help you out. Walt Whitman and the Soul Children will be here. They are the headliners. They're going to close us out that night, and I'm excited. I was here last yesterday morning with their sound person to make sure we had everything they needed. He said, oh, y'all real good. Y'all don't need nothing. I said, okay, that's what I like to hear. So, uh, but he was here yesterday morning, so they're excited. They're going to be here. Uh, Eric Kirk and True Worship, amazing praise and worship group. They are going to be here. Uh, Minister Shannon T. Lowe and the Lowe family will be here. It's a whole lot of them, y'all. I mean, like, we might not have enough seats. That's how many folk it is in that, in that group. So they're going to be here. Uh, name that sounds familiar, Paral will be here uh, uh, with her single, doing her single, and maybe a little something else that we can squeeze something else up out of her. And then, of course, a local person, uh, my god brother and his group will be here, Sean McCurtis and friends. It's going to be awesome. And we just confirmed that Miss Sonia Blakey will be the MC uh, for the night uh, from 1390 and B103. She will be here as well. So it's going to be an awesome, awesome time. And we're looking forward to you being here. Look, I know, it, it, look, the tickets are $40. I'm going to say that now. Don't put it out there, right? That's what it is. I don't want no smoke. I almost changed the price in my head. But uh, the tickets are $40. They're $40. You can buy them online at Eventbrite. That uh, site is going to be up probably, I will say, Wednesday. I'm going to go put the pressure on some people. It's going to be up Wednesday. You can start to purchase your tickets. If you want to purchase tickets locally, see a trustee. Trustees know what they have been asked to do with tickets, so see them uh, for tickets. But it's going to be an amazing, amazing concert, and we need all hands on deck. So, look, you got a couple of people in your house. Look, we've been $40 on a whole lot of stuff. I can tell y'all right now, if I can make it to the restaurant, $40 is gone before I walk in the door. Huh? Okay. All right. All right. Okay. All right. Thank you. Amen, Corner. Amen. 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 So it's going to be good. Again, that's December 3rd. It starts at 5 o'clock. We're going to be here. We start on time, and we're getting out on time. Amen? 5 o'clock. So it's going to be some sound check stuff and all. Let me help you all out real quick. Sound check, and I'm going to talk about this a little bit later on. Sound check is private. So I know some of y'all want to come and sneak and peek your head in. It is private, meaning if you are not going to be operating anything that's in this building, I don't need you to be peeking your head. Through the curtain. Amen. 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 The folk like to do their stuff and, and make sure it's right for you for their offering. Amen. Amen. Uh, we also want to celebrate. Let me get this name right because I almost tore it up. Hold on. Let me find it on here real quick. Uh, we want to celebrate Mary Alexander. Celebrated her 99th birthday yesterday. 99. 99. Wow. 
99. I'm like biblical age. It's 99. That's good. Must be something in the water here at Ebenezer, I tell you, boy. Y'all must be drinking it right out the tap. Cause 99. I'm 99. 99. That's a good number. 99. Amen. So we want to celebrate her. So God bless you and happy birthday, Sister Alexander. We are excited uh, about that. Don't forget Bible study Wednesday at 6 o'clock. Uh, Pastor's going to take some time. He'll be on, but he's going to take some time. Uh, but we will be starting at 6 o'clock uh, Bible study. You need to be there. Either, and, and, and I'll just repeat uh, the edict. You need to be at either Sunday school or Bible study, especially if you are a part of the leadership team or you are a ministry person in this building. You need to either be at Bible study or at Sunday school. Huh? Unless you know all of the books and all of the everything in there, you need to be at one of them. And last time I checked, we all could learn a little something. Amen. Amen. I believe that's all the announcements I have. I have something else. I will come back. Somebody will probably text me and say, I forgot something. But that's all right. We're going to continue in worship. Amen.
Yes, it is. 
You can give online at our website, EbenezerBronzeville.org, EbenezerBronzeville.org. Just go there, hit the Give Now button, hit the Give Now button. Also, for friends of Ebenezer, uh, those of you helping us with our project, the restoration uh, project, phase one, we call it that, phase one of the restoration project, uh, you can give at the FOE button, friends of Ebenezer. Just click there and follow those steps you can give there. And if you've made uh, promises and or pledges, you can continue to do those there as well. You can also give uh, via mobile device, uh, text to give 312-779-0146, 312-779-0146. You can also drop off your gift or mail your gift here uh, to the Ebenezer Mission Baptist Church, 4501 South Vincennes Avenue, Chicago, Illinois, 60653. And last but not least, you can give via Zelle, and that number is, or quick pay, 773 9028 again 7739609028 amen let us pray god we thank you lord god we thank you this morning god we thank you for your undeserved grace and your unmerited favor lord god we bless you on today god we just thank you just for being the god and the head of our lives now god we ask that you would bless this offering as we receive it on today, God, continue to give us what we need so that we can continue the work and the mission that you have placed before us. God, we ask that you would bless both the gift and the giver. We pray now in Jesus' name. Amen.
Say Kirk Franklin remix that one. Lovely day. Amen. Amen. It is already a lovely day because we have the opportunity to be amongst one another for worship. So the day is already lovely. It's prayer time. It's prayer time, church. And we're going to open up the altar for prayer. And once again, if you want to come down and Stand in the gap for someone or stand for yourself. You can come down now to the altar. I say this all the time. Intercession is a powerful thing. It's something to be able to not just pray for you, but if you're able to pray for somebody else. Ain't nothing wrong with standing in the gap. So if you're able to come down to the altar, feel free to come on down and make your way down. And let me say hello to all of our, any guests we have in the building. Please forgive me for not saying hello earlier. Any guests in the building? Amen. But it's prayer time, church. We want to open up the altar for whoever may come. Whoever may come. If you can't make it down, to, so you can just stand where you are. Amen. And I, I'll, I'll wait if you're coming. That's right. I, I'm going to wait for Bernice if she's coming. I'll wait for you. I'll wait. your name to the list because we know that God is omnipresent and that means he's not only here at Ebenezer but he's online right now as well so if you type that name in the chat box and we'll get that well, that name will be a part of what we are offering up to God today but today today we're praying for Lindsay Mayfield we're praying for Marguerite Jones mother of Reginald Jones we're praying for Doris Robinson cousin of Beverly Stinson. We're praying for Deacon Chester Coleman, Denise and Willie Grant, Alfred Moore, Kenneth Sexton, son of Vivian Pete. We're praying for Al and for Barry Burton, Shirley Anderson, Sarah Phillips, Mary Alexander, Gladys Evans, Reverend James Thompson, Albert Cheney, son of Rita Cheney. We're praying for both Angela Williams and for Patricia Hatcher. We're playing, praying for Maureen Driver, a friend of Gail and Juanita Cooper. We're praying still yet for David and Bernetta Pearson, parents of Dr. Pamela Person. We're praying for Michael Jones Jr., Deacon James Smith. We're praying for Ernestine Rowe, Tracy Hill, Chandler Hill, Laura Eddings, Jaleesha Eddings, Tamara Ransaw, who also celebrated a birthday. We're praying for Lily Turner. Natalie Dumas, Terrell Blevins, Wanda Kimbrough, niece of Freddie Boyd. We're praying for Jimmy Simmons, cousin of Vivian Taylor. 
We're praying for our own Brenda Love, for Joe Muse. We're praying for Todd Washington, nephew of Julius Washington. We're praying for Cheryl Rose, my colleague in Christ the King, niece of Maxine Solomon. We're also praying for our own sister Sally Hogan and brother Ralph Wynn. And then we're praying for brother Warren Bingham, a sound installation person. We're praying for one of my former colleagues, Francesca Peck, who is in full remission from cancer. Full remission from cancer, my God. We're praying, still yet praying for our brother Stanley Stovall, who is here in the building today, using the gift that God gave him on today. We're praying. We're praying for everybody else that's in the building. And then all those names that were mentioned on line today, we're praying yet for you as well. I want to do this. Those of you standing where you are, those of you watching online, just start talking to God right where you are. Just start talking to God right where you are. Because see, if you talk to him, he'll talk back. Honor him today with your voice. Honor him with your innermost thoughts. Honor him with reverence. And after you're done honoring him, then you can ask him for the desires of your heart. But let's just pray. Hallelujah. 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. Chains are falling off. Hallelujah. Breakthroughs are happening right now. Hallelujah. Lord God, you're listening to the cries of your people right now. They're crying out to you right now. They're speaking to you right now, God. They're lifting their voices to you right now, God. They're praying. They're asking you, God, to show yourself mighty in whatever their situation is. They're praying right now, God, that you would show up in their circumstance, God, that you would show up wherever they're having need, wherever they're troubled, God, they're praying to you right now. God, we know that you're being, heaven is being bombarded with prayers all over the world at this very hour. But we believe, God, that we believe the word when it says the prayers of the righteous avail as much. So, God, we, your people here at the Ebenezer Missionary Baptist Church, we're praying right now, God. We're praying for your divine favor in this moment. We're praying right now, God, that you would show yourself mighty right now, God, that you would fill this place, God, fill this place, fill this temple with your Shekinah glory on today, God. Move by your spirit in this place, God. Every hand that's touching right now, God, let it flow through right now, God. No one is standing alone today, God. Touch wherever there is a need. 
whether it be spiritual, mental, financial, God, whatever it might be, God, touch marriages right now, God. Touch families right now, God. Touch parents right now, God. Touch children right now, God. So much is going wrong and crazy in our society, God, but we recognize that if we just turn our eyes back towards you, in an instant, things can change. But God, it's got to be personal. It has to be personal, God. Today, we're going to make it personal, God. We're praying right now, God, that you would just have your way. We're coming to you, God, the only way we know how. And that's with bowed heads and humbled hearts, God. We're coming to you right now. Pray that you would continue to do what you've always done. And that would be the great God that you are. You're an awesome God. You're a mighty God. And you're worthy. You're worthy, oh God. He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy to be praised. God, we recognize that you're worthy to be praised. We lift our hands and we praise you all over the room. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to your name. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Oh, in the mighty name of Jesus. Oh, in the matchless name of Jesus. Oh, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Come on, hug your neighbor. Hug your neighbor and tell them you love them. Tell them you love them. There ain't nothing you can do about it. Ain't nothing you can do.
while you're delivering some people, while you're helping some people, while you're restoring some people. Father God, do not.
just what you want your people to hear today to come from. Let them not see me, but you in me. We pray now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Our scripture text was read earlier. It came from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 16, verses 13 through 19. I'll read again. If you're hearing, you do not have to stand again. It says, when Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Who do men say that I am? And they said, Some say that thou art John the Baptist. Some believe that you are Elias, and others, Jeremiah, or some of the other prophets. But he turned around and Jesus said to them, But whom say ye that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said, Blessed art thou, Simon Bar-Jonah, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say also unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. The word of God is already blessed. Amen. I want to talk for a few moments. Real simple subject. It's a personal thing. It's a personal thing. It's a personal thing. If you don't take not one other note today, just simply keep this one in mind. It is a personal thing. I know what I'm going to say to some of you might be a a, a surprise for some, but believe it or not, uh, we are at a war in this country for our soul. And I know you say, well, what are you talking about, preacher? What do you mean we're in a war for our souls? Because hell has launched a full-out attack to destroy the church. And the devil, the devil right now is using some of his most greatest and effective tools. That is divisiveness. And it has long been one of the greatest strategies against the church is to cause division. And the other side of this word, the division, the other side of it is distractions. Distraction is the art of warfare because if I can distract you from your goal, if I can distract you from your mission, if I can distract you from where you are trying to go, I can win is what the enemy says. You see, we draw all kinds of activities at us. They throw all kinds of smoke screens in different directions to draw your attention away and your energy away from the intended target. 
You see this happening in the political arena. You see this happening all over the world. You know, the whole January 6th commission. We got the raid on Mar-a-Lago. We got people being silenced and cancel culture and all this other kind of stuff. And, and then we, we've been uh, ambushed. So all of a sudden, we want to try to defend Kanye West. I know this might not be popular, and I'm going to say it, and, and we're going to be all right. I, I, find, I just found it funny. I found it funny that when Brother West, and I, and I, and let me, I'll, I'll just be, I'm going to say it like I feel it. I found it funny that this person decided that he was going to get on national TV and say that slavery was a choice. Did nobody get mad? Did nobody say nothing? But then when he turned around and said something about our Jewish brothers and sisters, and they decided to show him better than they could tell him, we got mad at them. I'm confused. I'm confused. We, he said that your ancestors and my ancestors chose slavery. See, I, I, I'm a little confused because I've been, you know, I, I've been on the cruise ship before. I've been on the cruise ship before. I chose to buy the ticket. I chose to get the passport. I chose to choose the room I was going to sleep in. I, I asked for the balcony suite. I, I made the choice to get on the boat knowing that I had seen the movie Titanic one too many times. But I chose to get on the boat, but, 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 Kanye saying that your great, great, great grandmama and that they made the choice to come from home to be brought here, locked up, chained up, mistreated, beat, stolen, raped, and done everything else to. He said it was a choice. And I know what he was trying to do mentally. He was like, at some point, you know, it was more of them than it was of the slave. Now, I understand all of that. I've read the history books. But it was never their choice to be enslaved. Why, why do I bring that up? Because those, these are the distractions that we get caught up into. We start worrying about other folks that ain't got nothing to do with us. All of a sudden, he went from being on the billionaire list until the white folks showed him who he really was, and he's no longer on the billionaire list. Just like that overnight, he went from being the richest black man in America to not be, what is he, number 23? I feel so bad. Because he only worth $500 million now. Boo. Who? But, but, yeah, 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 right, right. That's a different kind of broke. But I want to submit to you that it's not just about getting our attention off of the horrible things and, and the destructive things that are going on, but they want to get us so caught up in arguing about somebody who don't care nothing about you. Because the state knows that a distracted church is a fractured church. And a fractured church is a weakened church. Because, see, the devil knows that his greatest enemy is a church of unified and focused believers. He knows that if he can, if he can infiltrate that place, if he can mess up that commitment, that he can take over the world. But, see, Jesus never said, if Trump be lifted up. I'm going to be on both sides. He never said if Biden be lifted up. He, he didn't say if Obama be lifted up. He didn't say if, let me say it like that, if Kanye be lifted up. He said if I, him, Jesus, 
if I be lifted up, that I would draw all men unto me. See, see, the enemy doesn't really care, watch this, which direction you choose. He don't care if you choose Republican or Democrat. He don't care if you choose Baptist or Pentecostal or Kojic or, or, or whatever. He doesn't care which one you choose. As long as he can get your focus and your attention on Jesus. I want to say this again. It's a personal thing. See, 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 this is nothing but, watch this, Satan is nothing but an enemy, a loser, who got kicked out of heaven for trying to steal God's glory. And now what he wants to do is make sure if he can't go back, you can't go down. He wants to make sure that there's no room or place for you. That's what haters do. If I can't have it, you can't eat it. Yeah, well, he, he, he kicked me out, so ain't no sense of you going. Hmm. I, I, I believe our greatest strategy right now, Ebenezer, is that we turn our eyes back on Jesus. We turn our eyes and we glare, and we glare into his wonderful face. I, I, I had just, just one or two people real quick just look at their neighbor. Find one, find one, find one that's got some nice, you know, smiling eyes at you. And just look at him and say, it's a personal thing. See, 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 in, in, our, in our text, in our text, Jesus asked, Jesus asked his closest friends, his disciples, a very important question. He said, whom do men say that I, the son of man, am? And they went through the list. You heard me. They went through the list. He said, some say you are uh, John the Baptist. Some say you're Elias. Some say that you're Jeremiah or one of the, the prophets. So, so the disciples began, watch this, they began to rehearse to Jesus what they had heard others say about him. Mm-hmm. I preached a sermon, y'all don't remember. I preached a sermon called They Said about two, three years ago. But see, see, some said, he watched this, and they said, some said that thou art John the Baptist. Somebody else had said, I'm going to say it like we talk, somebody else had said that you was Elias. And then somebody else had told us that you was Jeremiah. And somebody else said that you're just one of the prophets. I, I have a pretty good imagination, so I can, I can imagine that as Jesus listens politely to all of this stuff, he, he, he listens to them sharing secondhand information. Secondhand information. Yeah, 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 yeah. Second, I mean, possibly, possibly, I could see Jesus, you know, just nodding his head, saying, uh-huh. And, and, and maybe even sounding like he was impressed with what they had to say. You, you know, but not that I'm criticizing what the disciples said, but the truth is, this is fair. You see, because that's exactly what Jesus asked him for. He said, who do men say that I am? But watch this. After they finished telling Jesus what they had heard about him, Jesus drills down with them and puts them in directly he wanted to know. He said, okay, all right, but whom do you say that I am? Or today, why let me put it in today's vernacular, what do you say about me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I want to bring I want to bring to your attention real quick, one quick word that Jesus spoke. He said, but B-U-T. But who do you say that I am? We went through the secondhand information, but who do you say that I am? See, that one word changes the complexion of the whole conversation. With one word, Jesus dismisses all of their research and all of their secondhand information. All the information they had gathered about him. Why is Jesus, watch this, so adamant about this? 
because people were saying some amazing things about him. And, you know, if he was regular like us, we would have been impressed. I like that they say that about me. I appreciate that. That's good. That's good. You know, as long as they say nothing bad, we get happy when they're talking about us. Because people were saying amazing things. And why was it so important that Jesus wanted his disciples to go beyond hearsay? See, see, he wanted them to go beyond hearsay. Why did Jesus press them? But who do you say that I am? This is the reason. This is the reason. Jesus knew that secondhand information is not relationship. I'm going to pause right there. Secondhand information is not relationship. All the information they could gather would never produce real relationship with Jesus Christ. See, Jesus wasn't checking for the community post. He wasn't checking the polling places and saying, let me see how the people feel about Jesus of Nazareth today. He wasn't checking the news and saying, well, it looks like Jesus is up five points on this side and down three points on this side. It looks like it's going to be a tight race on this side. Jesus wasn't checking the political climate. He wanted to know who you believe he was. Because truth be told, popular opinion didn't ever matter. Popular opinion means nothing when it comes to Jesus. But we had to, watch this, he had to start with them because they were his immediate people. So he had to find out, who do you say that I am? Watch this. Jesus had to make them understand because he, he can't be a secondhand Jesus. Okay, yeah. He can't be a secondhand savior. Yeah. He can't be a secondhand healer. He can't be a secondhand Deliver it. Really doesn't matter what your grandmama said about it. It don't matter what your granddaddy said about it. It don't matter what your daddy or your mama said. It don't matter if they walk with them intimately. It doesn't matter if you learned every Bible chapter and verse of the Sunday school book. It doesn't matter if you can sing every hymnal from the first page to the last page. Who is Jesus to you? So, 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 so church, Jesus pressed his disciples just like he presses you and I today. He isn't impressed by how much we know about him, uh-huh. The question is, do you know him? Matthew, uh, Matthew, Matthew 7 and 22 said this. Jesus said, many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name cast out devils, and in thy name done wonderful works. Then I will profess to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye workers of iniquity. Isn't it something we want to do all this stuff in the church and claim we're doing church work, but have no relationship with Jesus? You want to sit on every ministry. You want to be a part of everything, but you have no relationship with Jesus. Uh, I, I, I want to sing in the choir. I know I got a voice, but you have no relationship with Jesus. I, I want to be on the deacon board, but you have no relationship with Jesus. I want to be on this board and this ministry and that ministry, but you have no relationship with Jesus. I, 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 I just find it funny that the whole mission and purpose of the church is to make sure first that we have relationship with Jesus. We cannot continue to be in a building and gather together, all together talking about I love Jesus, but I never have a conversation with him. 
You see, that's why it's so important that when we gather together, we pray. Not just wait until Sunday morning to pray when you get here, but you got to pray weekly. You got to pray fervently. You got to pray on your own all the time. Watch this. The whole mission and purpose of the church is summed up in this one sentence. To know him is to make him known. I'll say it again. To know him is to make him known. You can write that one for free. Watch this. I, 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 who, I don't want to offend nobody, but I believe, I dare say, that hell will be full of a lot of people that know a lot about Jesus. Huh? Hell going to be full of folk that knew a lot about Jesus. And a lot of folk who went to church and raised their hands and stomped their feet and clapped their hands and cried on the slow songs and danced on the fast songs, they, they, they did all of that, but they have no real intimacy with Jesus. Because the intimacy requires one-on-one time. You know, when you're getting your prayer closet. When you have to turn off all of the distractions and you have to isolate yourself and say, okay, God, it's me and you. Let me help you. When you, when you have to be like Jacob and say, Lord, I'm not going to let you go until you bless me. I'm going to wrestle with you all night long until you bless me. I don't care what it's going to cost me. I don't care who don't like me. I don't care who don't talk to me. It's personal between me and you. Millions of folks, I believe, are going to be speechless when they stand before Jesus. And he asks the question, who do you say that I am? Then there's something you have to understand about our text. Jesus knows that there is a principle in God that says you have what you say. And you can only have what you say. You see, Jesus knows that he can only be the disciple of those who believe first that he is Jesus. He can only be the king of kings. He can only be the Lord of lords to you if you believe that's who he is. Because if you deny him, it doesn't matter what the Bible says. If you don't believe it, you and him have no relationship. I find it odd that sometimes we have a habit of saying, well, the Bible says, okay, what do you say? I know what the book says, but what do you say? Do you believe what you read? Do you have that personal relationship with him? I say this quite often. I, 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 I believe, I believe uh, that I know a whole lot about Michael Jeffrey Jordan. I watched every Bulls game when he was playing. I watched every one of them, even the bad season. I, I watched them all. I just wanted to see one dunk. That's all. If he, if he dunked in the game, I don't care if he lost by 40. It was a win for me. And I, and I know enough about him. I know all the records he broke. I know all the different shoes he had. I know all about him. But I don't know Michael Jeffrey Jordan. I've never personally met the man. I've never sat down. I've been to his restaurant. A little bit on the high side. Uh, but I, I've been there a couple times. But I don't know him. I don't know him. I don't have a relationship with him. I know of him. I know what I've seen. I know what I've heard. But I don't know him. Same thing applies to Jesus. See, but with Jesus, I've walked with him. I talked with him. He's held me in the hollow of his hand. He picked me up when I couldn't pick myself up. He turned me around when I was going in the wrong direction. I know him. See, see, there, there, there's a lot of people in the church. I, I remember when I was up for a position over at my old church, and one of the questions on the 
I'm going to get in trouble for this, but it's okay. I'm used to it. One of the questions on the questionnaire they asked was, how do you feel about the word of faith movement? I laughed when I saw the question. And the reason I laughed about the question was because of the people that were asking. No offense. No, really no offense. No offense. No offense. But I was laughing because where y'all get this question from? Because do you even know what the word of faith movement is? Who are you that with? Right, you, you asking me, that, 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 that's like saying, well, could you tell me what the cumulus clouds are doing today? I didn't know you were a meteorologist, sir. I was not aware. You know what I'm saying? But here's the deal. They criticize things that they don't understand, and then they call into question confessions of other people. You know, they had this whole thing, this naming and claiming and reach up and grab it and say it, it'll happen and all that. But let me tell you what Jesus does. Jesus shows us that everything we, we receive from God is qualified by our confession. Faith without confession is like a car without a motor. It ain't going nowhere. Let me help you. Somewhere David got a hold of this revelation way back in Psalm 91. We hear him say this about God. David said, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. My God, and in him I will trust. Listen to what David says about God. Watch this. All the way back in Psalm 18, 1 and 2, he says, I will love thee, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God and my strength, in whom I will trust. He is my buckler and the horn of my salvation and my high tower. That's who David said God was to him. What do you say about God? Who is he to you? There was a song. I'm trying to remember. Somebody help me out. It's, yeah, I, I, I don't know if it was. I want to say it was the Staple Singers. And it was a song. And all I know is the lady asked the question. She was like, who is she? And what is she to you? You know what I'm saying? That's Bill Withers. Oh, okay. Help me out. Thank you. I, I'm glad to know you listen to other music. Praise the Lord. Amen. That's all right. But who is, that is Bill with the man. I think about it. Who is she? So let me ask the question. Who is Jesus? And what is he to you? Because we be honest about who he is. Listen again to what David said he was. David says, he's my strength. David said, he's my rock. He's my fortress. He's my deliverer. He's my God, my strength, my buckler, the horn of my salvation. He is my high power. Somewhere, somehow, the Holy Spirit revealed that to David that God had, watch this, that God had limited his presence and the manifestation of his power to the level of his confession. God can only be to you who you confess him to be. And I want to help the church. Let's stop confessing our God to be a weak God. Let's stop acting like our God can't do all things. Let's stop acting like we struggling because God didn't. No, 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 no. My Bible tells me that God has a cow on a thousand hills. My Bible tells me that the earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof. That's what my Bible tells me. And I believe it because I've seen him do it. Okay, all right, all right. So watch this. So David, David in this psalm, he began to confess with his mouth. And everything that he believed God and needed God to be is who God was in his life. 
So, so let's get back. Jesus turned and he pressed his disciples because he wanted to hear their confession. I ain't talking about the confession where you go behind the curtain and, you know, say, I know it's been five years since my last confession, and I just want to say, uh, you know, it's been this many years, and, uh, you know, and, and the priest says, you would go say ten Hail Marys, and you'll be all right. That's a different confession. I'm talking about the conversation you have with your God. I'm talking about the conversation you have with Jesus. So, so Jesus said he wanted to know not about the public opinion or what the populace was saying. He wanted to know who they believed he was to them. So that's why he said, who do you say that I am? Now, I like this now because the Bible doesn't tell us how long it was before Jesus waited for an answer. It doesn't tell us. It doesn't tell us. But if you can picture it, it seems like the disciples were caught off guard by the question. It seems like after an uncomfortable silence, a little bit of silence, it was a little deafening silence, all of a sudden, Mr. Big Mouth said, y'all know Big Mouth Peter. Y'all know Peter always got something to say. Peter turned around and said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. And, 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 and listen, 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 listen. Listen to Jesus' response. Matthew 16 and 17. He said, and the Bible says, And Jesus answered and said unto him, Bless out thou, Simon Barjum, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father, which is in heaven. In other words, Jesus is saying to Peter, You have just moved into the blessing zone. Watch this, watch this, watch this. You just move into the blessing zone. Yeah? See, with this confession of Peter, he separated himself from those who were just out gathering information and gossip. He separated himself from the opinion polls, and he stood alone on that day, separated from his friends and his neighbors, not by a wall or even a confessional room. He recognized that Jesus was the Christ and who he was. In other words, at that very moment, it became personal for Peter. It became a personal thing for Peter. Watch this. Peter went from the fans of the, of the philosophy and the logic and the theories and the ideologies of the people. He went from the shifting of the fans to a solid and an unshakable faith. And Jesus recognized the shift. He recognized the shift in Peter. Can I, if you don't mind, I'm going to paraphrase for a moment. He said this to Peter. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I've been trying to get y'all to see this whole time. That's what I'm, I'm, I'm excited for. I believe Jesus turned around and said, praise God, hallelujah, they finally got it. They finally figured out who I am. Then Jesus says, I believe he said, I've been trying to tell you all this. I've been trying to tell you that it's personal, and this is how you get the revelation. Ebenezer, I'm going to help you. This is how you get it. You've got to have a personal relationship with God because flesh and blood cannot give it to you. It doesn't matter if you're Baptist, Methodist, Catholic, Pentecostal, Anglican. It does not matter, and you can't get it out of a textbook. This comes through a personal, intimate fellowship and relationship with God. Then listen, listen, listen to what Jesus says to Peter. He says, blessed art thou Simon by John. Now, now watch this. I want y'all to look at this for a minute. Simon, Simon, Simon in the Hebrew means reed, R-E-E-D, or one easily shaken. That's what it means, one easily shaken. Right? And then Barjona, Barjona means son of Jonas, which can be translated into wine bibber. Or we can say alcoholic. 
Simon Bar-Jonah. Watch this. Unstable son of an alcoholic. That's what it means. That's, I'm not Look it up. I'm going to take my word. Now listen. He says this. He says, now say unto thou, Peter, uh, he, he says, Peter, Peter means translated into little rock or little stone or piece of the rock. Jesus is changing uh, his name from Simon Barjonas to Peter. That's why he said, upon this revelation you have received, I will build my church. He said, now I can build my church. Not based off who you used to be, but who you just became. I can build my church. Watch this. He said, I'll build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you find in earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. As I said before, Jesus states to Peter that it's a personal relationship of who I am, and on that I can build my church. And then he tells him that the gates of hell will have no place in his church or in his kingdom. I'm almost done. Ebenezer, we have to keep in mind, there is no way we can continue without each and every one of us having our own personal relationships with Jesus. It's a personal thing, and we can't settle for anything else. We can't settle for building things on sinking sand. We can't settle for building things on shifting foundations. We can't settle for that. It doesn't matter what I preach. doesn't matter what pastor person preach. doesn't matter who you listen to on TV. If you do not have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, it is all for nothing. And I would hate to see you being in church your whole life, your whole life, and you leave here, and they stretch you out up here, and folk cry and shout and holler, and when the time comes and the dead in Christ get up, and the trumpet blows, and then it's your turn, and Jesus says, depart from me, I never knew you. I don't know about you, but that's a scary thought. And I'm only 52. We just celebrated somebody turned 99. I would hate to have spent all that time going to church, doing this ministry, running that ministry, doing this. I'm at every meeting. I'm at this and that and the third. And Jesus still don't know who I am. Or rather, let me phrase that, I don't know who he is. It's a personal thing, church. So it doesn't matter about your, your philosophies. It doesn't matter about how many degrees you have or how many books you wrote or how many books you read. It's about you and Jesus. If you wonder why the church seems so wimpy and powerless today, I can tell you right here. It's because the majority of the church world has substituted Jesus for stuff that makes them feel good. Yeah. We want to do stuff in the church that makes us feel good, and thus we start watering down the gospel. We only want to preach the parts that folks don't clap on. We don't want to preach the parts that they're going to get mad at us about. But I was taught to preach the whole Bible. The good, the bad, the ugly. Yes, you're going to hell if you don't know who Jesus is. The whole Bible. Hell is a real place. And I have no intention on going. And if I can help it, I will make sure you know what to do not to go eat. 
It's got to be personal for you, though. Because, see, I can't speak for you. Because when my guy calls him, he going to ask me, what did I do? He can't, he can't, he not going to ask me, what did you think about Spanish? You know, God ain't going to ask me, well, what about Susan? Uh-uh. Because I got my own stuff I got to give an account for. You know, now, I don't know for sure, but, you know, you know they say your book be open. They say God opened the book up. He started going through the pages and I'm going to be trying to distract him. Like, skip that, skip that, skip that. Yeah. Can you skip, this? Skip, skip all of my 23, 24, and 25? Just... Right. Oh, how I love Jesus. Go. Just skip all that. You know, skip a little bit of 30. Skip all the 30 folks. Just skip the whole year. Just because I, 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 because I, you know, I got to give an account for me. I ain't got time to be telling them where, you know, Beverly was real sweet to me. Uh-uh. It's personal. And we all have to give a personal account of our relationships with Christ. I, 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 I want to leave you with this. I want to leave you with this. We cannot afford to continue to have compromised theology. We have to preach Jesus. We have to teach Jesus. We have to know Jesus. We have to trust Jesus. At the end of the day, if you love Jesus, you'll get to meet Jesus. If you talk Jesus, you'll get to see Jesus. God is good, and he's worthy to be praised. Amen, amen, amen. I'm from church. Amen. Amen. It's got to be a personal thing, isn't it? There's a song that um, I'm not going to ask y'all to play it because I just came to my head. Um, I think Bishop Paul Borden wrote it and he said, I'll pray for you. You pray for me and watch God change things. Yeah, yeah, I'll I, I pray for you. Yeah, bless me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, be blessed, my brothers. Be blessed, my sisters. But the, that, that, that part of that song always got me because it says, I pray for you. And then you pray for me. And then we'll both watch God change some things. Y'all play whatever y'all want to play. That's fine. I just that was just in my in my head. I, I I trust and believe that God can do anything but fail. And 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 so I believe that all the things that God has set before us to do, as long as we continue to have and build upon our personal relationships with Him, that He will give you the desires of your heart. But if God does not know the desires of your heart, he can't know them if he doesn't know you. So you've got to build on those personal relationships with him. The door of the church is open. The door of the church is open. Yeah, more than anything. That's good. That's good. I like that. The door of the church is open. This is the opportunity. If you have been out of fellowship or out of relationship with him, this is an opportunity for you to rebuild that relationship now. The door of the church is open. You can come now by letter, Christian experience, candidate for baptism. Maybe you've been out of fellowship for a while. Maybe you don't have a, a church home. Maybe you're not active by this church. But here's an opportunity for you to come and say, I want to work on my relationship with God. And we can help with that. Because guess what? We build it together. And we would love for you to be a part of that. If you're watching online and you've been out of fellowship and you don't know where you can find the church, maybe we just want you want us to be your virtual church. We can be that for you. 
but remember this, God knows everything about us. And when you boil it all down, the strong point or fact of the matter is that it's a personal thing. Come on, the door is open. The door is open. Come on. Yeah. I love you, Jesus. Yeah.
They won't see you trying to come down. That's what I'm saying, and that's what we've been doing. Remember? All the times that we've been doing. Yes, when you all were coming down, they couldn't see you coming down. They see the different ways of giving. Okay? Yeah, so then that way you don't have to write anything. You can take your time. I know some people have a hard time coming down the street. But yes, all this time. So, uh, yes, all this time during the offer, they can see you coming down the way Okay. I thought you were on the list.
opening. Almost like Fred Hammond, but this one is William Murphy's Overflow. It has a lot of units uh, um, in it, but it's a little bit of quiet person, so we're going to go over that next week. Okay? December. I know. And that's why I need to know who is going to be here. I do not want to schedule the choir. So we'll be fine. 
Okay. And we just want to welcome uh, our new member. What is your name? Paula. 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 Thank you. 